Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Ankler Podcast. This is Sean McNulty from the Wake Up Newsletter here at the Ankler uh, here on the Jersey Shore on Friday, June 2nd, the morning of uh, June 2nd. I'm, of course, joined by Richard Rushfield and Elaine Lowe in Los Angeles. In a few minutes, we'll also have uh, Nicole Laporte here to talk about uh, and give us some inside baseball look into a piece she just did with Peter Kiefer on uh, what is or I guess is not going on on the uh, on the uh, studio executive uh, suites these days. Uh, but first, Richard, uh, Elaine and I have been slacking about this all week. How did your pasta salad turn out last weekend for Memorial Day weekend? <laughs> As our coming guest, uh, Nicole Laporte, can tell you, I did not one but two pasta salads. So what goes into a pasta salad for you, Richard? <laughs> Briefly. Well, uh, so these are <laughs> these are two pasta salad recipe, recipes uh, written by Allison Roman on her, uh, on her uh, news, oh, newsletter there. It's a trendy yeah, so pasta there. salad. Yes, it is. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm uninvited to that party, Elaine. <laughs> uh, millennial chef. Uh, so there's one in particular that uh, that she does that I, I make – Quite a few times with with walnuts. Uh, she calls for zucchini. I use summer squash, which I controversial decision, but okay. Uh, you know, and uh, and some other things. That's uh, that that will we'll make you the hit of any party. Well done. You did a, a fast X and a fast X part two in one weekend. That's that's very impressive. So exactly. <laughs> uh, reminder, as always, you can follow the Ankler on all social platforms for uh, Richard's pasta salad uh, reporting and all the other things we do at the Ankler. Uh, subscribe there at theankler.com. And of course, uh, sign up for the Anklers Strike Guys newsletter, totally free, uh, covering all news from the WGA picket lines, Hollywood executive suites, and so forth, plus uh, news updates from Richard and the rest of the Ankler team, and Elaine's daily evening newsletter. Uh, again, you can get that at Strike Geist, that's Strike G-E-I-S-T, uh, and that's totally free, strikegeist.com. And since series finales were basically the only thing anybody wrote about this week, uh, can we all agree this episode of the podcast will be spoiler free, uh, Elaine and Richard? We we good on that? By virtue of my not having seen the succession finale, yes. <laughs> and, and, and Richard, don't tell us how the strike ends. I know you know, but uh, Elaine and I haven't finished all the episodes yet, so uh, give us a little time there to catch up. So, uh, so no more succession, Barry, Mrs. Maisel, or Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso, and yeah. And uh, since uh, the White Lotus won't be shooting for quite some time, I'm, Elaine, I'm a little worried that L.A. won't have anything to watch anymore. Um, this seems to be all the favorite shows that I keep hearing about from everybody saying, why don't you watch these? I know. Well, I only have a lot to catch up on, so I'll still have plenty. <laughs> and I haven't watched Maisel yet either. Richard, Richard have you seen any of these? Or what, what, are you uh, the, I have the, finished okay. Succession. I have the... Um... The Ted Lasso finale waiting for me. I, my prediction, I, I posted online that it's going to turn out that his father is actually BJ Honeycutt from MASH. Uh, is what I'm, 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 the the web does not seem to be embracing that. And but I, no? I'm pretty sure that's how it's going to turn out. That's not a Twitter hot take that's taken off there. Richard. Yeah, I, no, I, uh, I have uh, four four episodes of Mrs. Maisel left. So all right. I don't know how you survive without having seen these. I mean, my every Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. I mean, I was a little late to watch them. And it's just like every GIF and video. It's like you you have to like live under a rock for the for the past week or the next next week until you see them. There's Nicole Laporte, a renowned succession fan. Hello, Nicole. How are you? Hi. Sorry. Did I jump the gun there? 
You got too excited <laughs> on the succession. Listen, I can't knock the hustle. That's great. Uh, <laughs> which, of course, all of America is watching, uh, all 2.9 million of them uh, on last Sunday night. But uh, so you're, you're you're happy with it? Uh, yes, very happy. But it was like the sport there. I did get a spoiler alert on Twitter, like a little video that was put. So I sort of it did. Ruin that's on you. Right? That's I know, on you. That's if you're thing. on Twitter, if you're on Twitter, that's on you. I can't yeah. I have no I have no sympathy for anybody who got ruined on Twitter. But I so. was. Ha- yes, I, I was very happy it they they drama high drama till the very end lots of surprises so yeah i they they finished they finished admirably yeah and uh and ted elaine are you a ted lasso uh aficionado i'm a huge ted lasso fan i actually haven't seen any of season three yet and have heard very mixed reviews I so i'm a little also, tentative. uh yeah i have been i have been diving into there's certainly plenty plenty of things this week talking about what happens which is fine they do they do caveat it with spoilers i, I will be i will be fair but and has uh, the bj but, honeycutt uh thought <laughs> that's that's your that's, head, this is the this is the first yeah. time i'm hearing of this theory richard and i and i do not i did not see that in into the coverage maybe it's a uh, brings a lot of things together it's uh look forward to this in next week's column richard <laughs> exactly you catch that at the um but yeah definitely some things that um i may just remember the show that i love the first season elaine and, and leave it at that but um too saccharine just the saccharine went the second levels went way too high it's, it seemed like it and seemed like just a lot and just it became a different show that I'm like, I don't know that I, I need. Uh, yeah. And what happened to the therapist? Anyway, it's a it's <laughs> any question. Any question. <laughs> All right. There we go. Well, but Richard, my one theory about the strike may be that uh, Ted Sarandos may just want to see what happens in uh, Thailand in the White Lotus. So that maybe that may settle at all. They can't shoot until the strike's over. So maybe maybe that's what will ha- finally break the strike. That could be. It's a, a if if uh, the people are. Told they're gonna have to wait another two years for a White Lotus episode. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, don't let that get out. You know, come on, that could, that could be the the deal breaker for Hollywood. Absolutely. So Nicole, anyway, uh, let's start off on the uh, the other sides of the picket lines this week. Uh, we will dive into Elaine's uh, reporting from the front lines, as always. But you and uh, Peter Kiefer did a great story about uh, what kind of sounded like a a lot of totally bummed out development executives in Hollywood these days. Here as June begins, first uh, set the piece up, uh, if you will. Yeah, I mean, it, the decision was just to to talk to execs around town and feel feel out how how they're feeling during the strike. And, you know, when they drive through the studio lots, what do they do? Do they hide? Do they wave? And sort of what are like the new rules of engagement in this landscape? And pretty unanimously, people just feel awkward and they feel torn. And one thing, you know, I'd kind of even forgotten is a lot of these executives, they're not just working with writers, they're actually friends with writers, they're socializing with writers, their kids are at school together. So it's just very uncomfortable. And, you know, I think a lot of people just feel torn on the one hand, you know, majority of folks out here are, are liberal, they, they support labor, they totally understand what the writers are asking for. But on the other hand, I mean, the contraction going on is real. I mean, we all probably know people getting fired at Disney or Warner Discovery. Um, and some of the execs we talked to said, look, I got I still have to cut my budget. I still you know, this this idea that we're money geysers is true up until a point. So I think they're just trying to walk the line. They feel very conflicted, um, you know, and then some of the, you know, sort of colorful stuff was just like, what do you do on social media when everyone's feeds right now are just awash in, you know, picketing photos and memes and they're all getting passed around and, you know, do you like it or not? And one executive said, you know, I'm afraid to like it, but if I, if I watch the story on Instagram, that's safe because that's not public. 
So it's just, you know, I think there's a lot of conflicted feelings. I felt, I think overwhelmingly they are sympathetic, particularly on the issue of residuals. I think that's the one that kept coming up. Like, like they understand, like tech came in, got rid of this, this system that was so embedded in the, in the economy here and um, that writers live on and expect, and it really hasn't been replaced by anything. So Anyway, I'd say overall sympathy, but also just looking around, like realizing, you know, there are cuts are happening and and this, you know, money's not being given out right now. So sort of just, just, I'd say very conflicted. Yeah. When, you know, Disney just finished up their, their 7,000 layoffs this week and uh, WBD still has more reportedly more layoffs coming this summer, especially in the cable division. So it's not like it's all sunshine and rainbows, you know, around their, their, uh, their lives right now either. Uh, but there's also a bit of a, you mentioned a little bit like a, a, a generational divide or people who have been around in the previous strike versus the attitudes were a little different about engagement, right? Yeah. I mean, we didn't, you know, back in 2007, certainly there weren't gifts or memes being passed around. Um, and I think this time too, just there is so much solidarity with the writers. So whether you're talking to an actor or a studio executive, there's, I think there, there, the, the sympathy level is is over 50%, which I don't think was, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm I'm hazy on, on the last strike, but I just don't think this solidarity with the writers was this strong. Um, so yeah. And, and again, like there, these are, um, but I actually, I should say the other thing is just the frustration in, in trying to get their jobs done because the agents have stopped sending over any material. So they can't sort of get ahead. Um, right. things. They can't spend this time trying to discover new writers. Um, and you know, their stock and trade, a lot of these executives is being able to pick up the phone and, and get writers in the room. So it's sort of, it's also, I think, sort of this existential, existential like angst and confusion about, well, what's my purpose right now? Right, and their employees were kind of, at, you know, asked, like, what do we do today? Like, yeah, there's just, there's, it's all just one big question mark. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, I don't know, the copier paper, in it, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever happens. But so, yeah, but an interesting point there that, I, that really stood out to me was that, yeah, the lit divisions and agencies are kind of, you know, not there is a freeze uh, of sending stuff, right, in solidarity with, with their clients. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, in solidarity with WGA, and I'm not sure exactly what's written out, but there are certain rules that, like, you can't. I don't even think they can send things. So, yeah, it's just I think these executives, to some extent, feel like they're just being frozen out, which they are. Um, so, yeah, what do you do? Yeah, and Richard, you know, as the strike goes on, I mean, you know, this is again we're end of month one here, but you know, what do these executives do? And you know, come month four of this thing, uh, you've written out a you know a scenario here. Where you can't no script no scripts are coming in anymore. You can't really rewrite anything. So you know what was your what was your takeaway on that? Planning lots of lots of planning. It's uh, <laughs> the, the the strike is a a boon to planners who uh, now have to reschedule and move everything around and uh, reshuffle and make contingency plans or three month uh, scenarios or six month scenarios or everything. Yeah. So. And Elaine, you know, you're on the front lines of the 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 picket lines every, a lot of days every week. So you're not, you know, they drive into the studio and drive out. There's no real interaction that you get to see on that, I would imagine, at the studios, right? On a studio exec level, no. Yeah, like you just kind of see them driving and just yeah, no, uh, see, waving. The, or... the tinted windows go in and, <laughs> and come out and sort of try to edge past the folks picketing across the gates. Yeah. And yeah. uh, it, gets, it just gets a little contentious, I think, when you see a car that's trying to go in and they're inching in and sometimes there's a complaint from the writers of like oh it, you know i think they're being a little aggressive and it's just it's hard to it's hard to sort of figure out what the dynamic is um when somebody's in a in a car 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd say overall, like uh, Nicole says, I mean, these are these are giant companies, and it it just feels to me at at every one of the studios, there's maybe three people that know what's going on of the yep. hundred thousand employees. There's not a lot of uh, corporate esprit de corps in the sense that, like, if you were at a twenty four or some um, or some little startup, you might. Get, <clears throat> I feel that executives uh, personally probably have a lot of. Uh, the the ones I know have a lot of sympathy for the writers and are just sort of waiting to hear what's happening here. It's uh, it's it's not like they're doing battle on the other lines, but they're sort of fro- frozen while they wait. Yep. And Nicole, is there any sense of a duration on that side of it, or just kind of really just a little lost, or what? You know, any 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 realistic kind of point of view on that from anybody you talked to or just no just no as Richard said we have no visibility into anything kind of thing yeah I mean no definitely the latter um it just feels like people people don't know and even you know I talked to Rebecca Metz the the actress and 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 her sense and it's like no one knows anything and everyone's just kind of you know if there's a resolution I don't know in 24 48 hours I don't think people would be totally shocked because there's just such a lack of information it could kind of go either way but that said, I think the sense is we're not hearing any good news. We're not hearing like any progress. So I think there's there's probably an assumption this is going to keep going. But um, no, I mean, really, the people I talked to felt like just very lack of information, like pretty much in the dark. Yeah. Well, some great quotes and some great insights there, Nicole. Uh, great piece by you and, and Peter Kiefer as well. Uh, again, you can check that out as part of your uh, Ankler subscription at theankler.com. Uh, Nicole, great to see you as always. And uh, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Take care. All right. Uh, so, Lane, on to the front lines. Uh, a pretty quiet week in industry news. Uh, Variety was already posting Oscar Best Picture predictions for for 2024. That cycle never ends. (laughs) It does. It just doesn't stop being talked about or doesn't stop. (laughs) Like it's over. There's no, you know, but I'll I'll put a pin in that. Um, But outside of, you know, both sides still aren't talking to each other. Uh, What's the latest from the the front lines and uh, what people are being fed? Of course, most of all, is anybody going hungry yet on the on the uh, straight lines? Not at the Fox lot, which I visited yesterday because Jennifer Garner stopped by with a giant stack of uh, Fresh Brothers pizza. And is this uh, a place I should know about? And as a New Yorker, Elaine, I, you mentioned oh, this means yeah, Slack, so I don't know. A, what I guess this it's is. a SoCal chain of uh, of pizzas. Fresh Brothers oh, I, is if you go to any child's birthday party <laughs> in uh, yes. Los Angeles, there will be Fresh Brothers pizza will be what what you so if you have a a four year old, you will eat Fresh Brothers pizza three times a week. Uh, <laughs> Richard, you sound like you're you're very dialed in. Actually, you probably both are probably very dialed into that scene. OK, very I good. can corroborate that. Yes, that <laughs> <Yeah>. is. <laughs> All right, Accurate. Fresh Brothers. It's very good. But anyway, Jennifer Garner, uh, also a fan of Fresh Brothers because she brought in a giant stack. People were very happy. I, uh, you know, asked her if it was fine for me to take a picture of her picketing, but she declined an interview. She just wanted to be low key and just hang out on the picket lines. Okay. Uh, so we're recording here on on the morning of June second, which is the one month anniversary here, uh, Elaine. So what's what's the mood? What is anything anything different this week or anything you know anything you noticed on the strike lines or? picket lines or is it pretty much uh not the same yeah i can't believe we're already a month into this um mm. i mean as you know i've been covering it every day both here and in new york and i mean i would say spirits are still high the lines are a little less robust than they were in the first week 
Um, but, uh, you know, they, they are keeping things going with all these different theme days, like the modern family writers were at the Fox lot yesterday. And yesterday was also Greta Gerwig appreciation day. So I'm sure Richard, as, as much as you appreciate cosplay, you would love to have seen the Ladybird and Barbie and uh, whatever else, other costumes. Huh, I could have worn my Barbie hat. Taking... <laughs> yeah, uh, that's right. You could have worn your Barbie hat. <laughs> this is opportunity, Richard. Yeah, these themes are getting very wow. This is this is this is the end of month one, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, there right. have been two singles mixers that I know of so far. So people are trying to find love on the lines. I, okay. I, I think it's a do, do we have a balance. do we have a wedding uh, an engagement yet? That's uh, 90 day fiance scenario somewhere, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. It's a, it's a dating game somewhere in here, Lane. I think we should, we can work out. So, <laughs> you know, I think there's a tricky balance, right? For the writers of trying to keep things fun and light so that people actually turn out to this, but making sure that it's taken seriously as a labor action. Right. And, uh, I, you know, I, I, I feel like Richard and I probably diverge on, uh, where, where, on do, where that does, level of seriousness should be. Where does uh star Trek dress up fall on that, uh, on that fine line you walk. Uh, hey man, you joke, but next week there's a Lord of the Rings day down at Amazon. Oh, well. <laughs> wow. All right. Amazon. You, you will be in a lane. will be there. and you'll be, you will not be dressed up Elaine. I'm sure you're no, you're, no, no, only, uh, only the in the ang- off hours. The ankler professional that you are, you will uh, keep get out my uh, my best your... orc outfit on the weekends only. Uh, I was going with a Gandalf hat, but either way, <laughs> uh, you can wear you can wear the ring, Elaine. Maybe you do that. <laughs> Very subtle. Um, uh, you know, otherwise, Richard. Uh, you know, the WGA, of course. Uh, I'll say politely asked, but asked the Netflix and Com- Comcast shareholders to join the cause and uh, not approve the executive pay packages that are on the table. Uh, for the executives there and the Netflix shareholders actually voted no. Um, although they also did that in 2019 when, you know, the WGA didn't seem to care as much about Ted's uh, $20 million cash paycheck. Um, Netflix is also, of course, about 80% owned by hedge funds and private equity and private investors. So not exactly voted the people here, Richard, uh, not, uh, not, not the big revolt per se, but what was your take on this one? I mean, it, it it's certainly something that uh, that that the Writers Guild can say. Aha! Look, there, the tide is turning on executive pay. <clears throat> I think, as as you uh, very adeptly laid out in in uh, the wake up this morning, uh, Sean. Yeah. Um, there's there's a lot of the reporting on this. A lot of uh, correlation equals causality uh, reporting. Mm-hmm. Like the the THR headline was Netflix shareholders reject pay package days after Writers Guild ur- urged. No votes. So right days after, yeah. not not, and as you pointed out in your in your piece, um, the the largest shareholders of of Netflix are big institutional investors yeah. and Fidelity, BlackRock, Vanguard. Uh, yeah, these are your major owners of uh, of Netflix. Who you know are your tycoons and top hats? There, uh, <laughs> yeah. like likely uh, one would guess not particularly swayed by a letter from the DGA about fairness or about from the WGA about fairness and, and, in salaries. And, uh, was a, as they light their cigars with hundred dollar bills saying we're paying writers. What, 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 what kind of place are you running that we're giving, throwing away my good money on writers, uh, is the, uh, the image I have of them. But, um, nonetheless, uh, you know, the writer's guild has, has, correctly identified something that uh is that becomes more and more of an issue every year especially as the 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 pay levels do grow more grotesque on the executive side 
then I should mention this is a non-binding vote, so Ted will still get his $40 million, and uh, Greg, I think Greg is getting $34 million. Reed is down to a paltry $3 million now that he's kind of bumped up uh, out of the, the CEO title. So I'm not sure how this directly helps the writer's cause other than... Well, right. This is what I wanted to also bring up with you. This is kind of another... Hey, you have the money. Just give it to us versus, you know, uh, argument versus we deserve this. You know, the things we're asking for in a way. Right, Richard? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think the Fidelity funds who voted no on this are going to say, wow, now we we've saved six million dollars on uh, Ted Sarandos's pay package. So who can is there someone around that we can give that to? Uh, how about those <laughs> right. writers? I think they're always on stronger ground when they're talking about their importance to the the process here and how we need them, uh, how we need them and how, uh, you know, that, that writers are what are, are who creates these things. And, and also how hard, hard it is to uh, sustain a livable income in this, in the city and how, and what they need to be able to do this sort of high level creative work and talking about that other than, you know, okay. Then, then the board will say, okay, well, you saved us some money on Ted Sarandos. Great. Thanks. Right. Back to causation, Richard. There's that wouldn't, even if it was binding, that would not be the, where the money would be going in a sense. Um, so you know, this kind of notion of messaging we mentioned here, where, you know, the month, the month point where you do have to kind of keep the story going in a way. And this was another way for the WGA to put something new out and have a reaction as we all were clearly we're talking about it. Um, what was your kind of takeaway on this this week? Yeah, I, I think we were talking about messaging overall. There are a couple of different things this week where, um, you know, I think we're just looking at sort of like an, an, an optics game almost if we want to, mm. you know, be sort of mercenary yeah. about it. Um, I mean, I think that rhetoric is important to keep the spirits of the writers up. But, um, you know, again, just sort of practical use what what happens there. And the WGA also had a, a statement on the DGA this week. Uh, but Richard, you, I know you have to go see a man about a horse. I think you have to go find a new Netflix password to steal. Was that what you told me? Uh, I think you got kicked off. Was that it? I've got to find out what happens on the end of the night agent and uh, <clears throat> going to sneak into someone's house and uh, watch on their account. So, All right. Breaking and entering on the agenda. <laughs> there you go. Called it. reporting, Elaine. <laughs> I, look, I, look, I look forward to your your mash analogy uh, next week on the, on that one on the finale. So uh, we shall see. Richard, good to see you. We'll uh, we'll catch you next Friday. Take care. All right, Elaine. So the DGA um, and the WGA, kind of a, a not an odd statement uh, the WGA put out, but just kind of saying uh, the the DGA negotiations have no kind of bearing on our negotiations well yeah what was yeah what, again what, when what we want to talk about this this dance right of like the the, the multi-union solidarity it's important for uh, in terms of leverage for these unions to put up a united front right but at the same time i think the writers are concerned that if the dga winds up coming to a deal uh before even coming back before the amptp even comes back to the table with the wga that uh you know I think there's a question of do they lose leverage if the DGA comes to a deal? And so I think there's this necessary distancing a little bit of, well, no, if the DGA comes to a deal, we hope it's a fair one. We hope they get what they need. But our concerns are still front burner and this doesn't necessarily impact that. Um, So it's yeah, it's sort of a fine rhetorical line to balance. Right. Because I think sort of ideally you have, you know, you've Teamsters and SAG saying, you know, like, yeah, we're we're fully behind you. SAG looking to potentially uh, strike two if they don't come to a deal by the end of June 30th. Um, So it's uh, it's, again, this sort of rhetorical war and trying to simultaneously keep spirits up with the membership 
but also sort of practically set expectations. And for reference, the SAG negotiations begin on Tuesday, um, which I think is the DGA negotiations would end, right? They don't concurrently negotiate. That- well, you know, I was talking to somebody uh, in leadership at the WGA yesterday and asking, so have has the AMPTP come back to the table yet? And does them being in discussion with the DGA right now preclude them from also restarting conversations with the Writers Guild? And they said, no, absolutely not. There's no legal barrier to that. They can be in conversation with different guilds at the same time. So it's entirely possible. Okay. Good to know. But uh, yeah, we must say we're recording here on Friday morning, so we'll see uh, see what happens next with the DGA. Uh, but SAG does begin on uh, Tuesday, uh, June 7th, which is about three weeks before their June 30th strike date. I haven't seen much communicated publicly so far going in. Have you heard much otherwise on the strike lines or, or otherwise? On the strike lines from the membership I've seen, the actors on the lines are seem ready to hit the pickets because they already have been over the last few weeks. So we will see if by June 30th or July 1st, I guess, I am yeah. covering two strikes instead of one. <laughs> right. Going to guess there's going to be a media blackout on those negotiations as well, but uh, oh, yeah. you know, as there was on the DGA, so probably not much to come there for for a while either um yeah one month in huh so how, how are you how are you <laughs> one month in of strike coverage strike guys coverage I'm, I'm gonna ask how's elaine doing after uh doing a daily oh, well, newsletter that's and nice. stuff so no one's <laughs> asking you that on the on the strike on the uh, picket lines right elaine uh no but people have been very nice uh you know and willing to chat which i always appreciate and i've gotten to meet a lot of uh interesting folks over the last month and as always if anybody has tips they want to send in i'm at elaine at the angler.com um but in terms of how i'm doing sean uh staying hydrated is the most important thing get hot so, out there that's it yeah <laughs> yeah especially as we're, we're approaching summer now I got my little electrolyte tablets in my water bottle as I as I march up and down talking to people, asking them how they're feeling. <laughs> All right. So if you need if you have tips or if you need electrolytes, uh, email Elaine at the Angler. <laughs> uh, and your Twitter is what? Uh, at Elaine Low L O W. First name Elaine like in Seinfeld. Which that reference I feel like loses. Like I don't know if it's losing any power yet. Like I think I said this to like a twenty-two-year-old the other day, and they're like, mm? <laughs> "Wow, wow, Elaine, that's uh, sorry, uh, Seinfeld, losing some juice there. That's tough." Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm curious. I, I've joked with Richard about the the Netflix Netflix password crackdown, but I'm curious if your take on this. I've had four different people this week who are not in the business, and they know I do, do what I do, but just mentioned so. uh that Netflix uh, Netflix password crackdown's real, huh? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. As I joked in the newsletter this morning, you know, A, I didn't know I had said so many freeloader friends and uh, B, this is definitely people. This is being felt out there, Elaine. Has this entered your orbit at all this week? Uh, No, I'm a good citizen who pays for my Netflix. Of course not with you, (laughs) Elaine. I mean, with people, maybe that says a lot about who I hang out with. I don't know. But uh, no, I haven't heard anything. haven't heard anything colloquially. Um, No, although I'm I'm sure I will. Although uh, the only thing I'll tell you in the media front is that I went to see a movie. I feel like you'd be proud of me. I, w- I am. I'm sorry, Richard, to leave. Oh, my God. You would be I know. So thrilled. I yeah. know. I took my mom to go All see right. Book Club, too. Like I said, I would. You were the two people who went last weekend. OK, great. Hey, yeah. there were, there are, uh, the blue hair crowd was out in full yeah. force when we went. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the numbers were not the, 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 the <laughs> weekend drop was not kind last weekend to that movie. Mm. So when you went to go see it. But that's that's good to hear. I love when to hear positive movie stories. Uh, I was. 
I was concerned that I hadn't seen Book Club One if I was going to understand Book <laughs> Listen, Club Two. <laughs> my next question was, were you lost? But I guess you 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 found your way through. Uh, mom enjoyed no, it. What's, what's mom? Oh, mo- mom enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was very cute. Um, I I I want to be Jane Fonda when I grow up. She that, well, looks incredible. <laughs> yeah, so, so do I. You know, there you go. Well, is that Italy? Was that or somewhere? Did they go? What was the? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're in Italy. I okay. I, I I love me a good uh, yeah, uh, European on. vacation girls trip movie so I, I was all in man yeah two hours in italy is not a bad way to spend uh spend the afternoon so all right good report on <laughs> on book club <laughs> so lynn what's ahead for you next week on uh strike guys to, uh, are you back out yeah absolutely back out on the lines of course uh you know really taking a look at sort of the broader ripple effects now that we're going into month two yeah um you know yesterday this this the thing that I was looking at was just the impact of the local restaurant economy, all of these, uh, you know, diners and restaurants that are adjacent to studio lots um, have really been hit now that these writers rooms are all closed. I, uh, you know, was talking to the owner of Murakami Sushi over on Melrose, which they used to get a lot of traffic from Paramount and Mm -hmm. CBS TV city, and even from Netflix. And -hmm. they've seen takeout orders drop 50% over the last month. And it was really quiet when I went in for uh, around lunchtime on a Tuesday. Um, And, but they are very supportive of the strike because they appreciated all the writers who came in during the pandemic. Um, And so the owner actually had just brought a bunch of California rolls and temporal rolls and things to Paramount for the striking writers there on Tuesday morning. Uh, but yeah, it's it's taken a real toll on some of the local businesses. So I, I, I'm curious to see what the overall economic impact is going to be by the time we're done with this, because I think the local economy uh, impact was like two point one billion dollars last time around on on 100 days. And that was back in 07, 08. Yeah. If the actors go out, that's a, definitely a much different strike and impact uh, across all of Los Angeles. So and mm. and beyond for for sure. Um, again, you can check out all of Lynn's coverage, daily email there at strikegeist.com, totally free. Um, and uh, I'm curious, uh, a special shout out to ESG, who had a pretty great read this week uh, at the Ankler on kind of what <laughs> what exactly goes on in the mysterious world of business affairs. Uh, did you check that out, Elaine? Oh, I heard from some of my business affairs oh, uh, oh. friends who uh, <laughs> and sources who uh, have some opinions on it. Really? Um, but I have yet to learn what those are, but I will come and report back. <laughs> okay. You got us. We've got some pings on that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was really interesting kind of uh, delineating how, you know, their influence upon how these streaming deal points we're now talking about you know, have evolved came out of, you know, uh, these business affairs groups and negotiations with agents. So, um, it was a really good read. It again, you can check that out over at theankler.com. Uh, and this weekend, are you are you a Spider Man or a Boogeyman, Elaine? Uh, what what if you were to go to the, the th- back to the theaters? What what would you what would be? Oh your my forte? god, I just went to the theater last weekend, John. That's like <laughs> it for the quarter for me. <laughs> the quarter. Oh my god. All right. Wait, what, what are you seeing this weekend? Uh, I'll, I'll be seeing neither as well. These are not, well, although uh, the Spider-Man reviews have been fantastic. So um, I must say that I'm very, I'm, I, the tracking has been great. The first, uh, the last night, Thursday night opening previews were numbers were great. So I'd love to see that do well. Um, Boogeyman horror is not my genre. So that would definitely not be my, uh, no, my no, I'll read the Wikipedia summary of it six months from now. That's <laughs> yeah, how sure. I consume horror. I'm sure they'll appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> but will you be there for the idol on Sunday on HBO? That's the bigger question, right? Sean, I haven't even caught up on season four of Succession. You think All I'm going right. to watch any new TV right now? Uh, you know, maybe they, they, you're a big weekend fan. I never knew. I, you know, I have no idea. 
I am curious about it. It got sort of an interesting reception. Um, uh, yeah, so, I think, yeah, I could see Twitter being very uh, active on on Sunday night. Yes. On this for one, our so. listeners, I just made a real face. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Elaine. Exactly. <laughs> Good color commentary. Uh, uh, that, of course, is the new the new show starting the weekend, which I'm sure you all are aware of. Um, and Lily Rose Depp, which premieres on on Sunday nights. Now that succession has gone off into the yonder. Are you going to join me in watching the NBA finals on Sunday night? Maybe is that, can I entice you? Oh, sports. You know how much I love sports. Well, the, French <laughs> Open, the French open is going on right yes, now. Don't, that is what I will be watching. So, actually the French open, no Rafa Nadal this week. Uh, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. True. Did we not just start a tennis podcast? Cause I could, I could talk for another hour now. <laughs> I can tell you we did not. Uh, Cause it would, be, it would be you and yourself. That would be, I have nothing <laughs> to say as much as you have to say on this NBA finals. I have to say about the French open. But, uh, <laughs> okay. So we're going to be watching sports this weekend. We're we'll watching for There we go. Let's find our, let's find our moment. Yeah. Of, exactly uh, our point of uh, agreement here so elena and i will both be watching sports this weekend so yay yay sports as, uh, <laughs> as people love to say but as always uh you can catch my full box office breakdown on monday with all the spider-man boogeyman and book club uh well i doubt book club will be in there but uh definitely mermaid weekend uh weekend two uh mermaid is not on your uh radar lane or the kids is yeah not, not i mean it's, little, it's going strong we, we actually only just recently saw the original one a month ago oh. so it might be a good opportunity yeah to take them to see the live action version all right so you might be back in the theater this quarter uh as we say so you know <laughs> possible that's all i can say possible we, possible again you can get that in my wake up newsletter which you can get uh subscribing to the angler.com um as well as elaine's pieces richard's pieces esg and all the plethora of good stuff uh elaine always a pleasure to see you and uh we'll see y'all next time 